0: over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the forefront. Book two, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Have you ever thought God would operate one way and then been confused when your starry-eyed idealism was reset by reality? Mm, I have... That's just one thing we're gonna talk about today. If that's you, you'll wanna stick around for Leaders Moment, episode 233. Welcome to Leaders Moment by FX Missions Podcasting. We encourage you to take a moment to sharpen the saw of your leadership perspective and performance. We're bringing you interviews and stories of leaders much like yourself who are taking action, learning, Realizing potential and getting results. Welcome to the Leaders Moment from FX Missions Podcasting. Want to do a little housekeeping here and let you know that we're featuring a new longer format and we're releasing once a month on the 15th based on feedback from folks like you. We want to do what we can to create continuity in the story. If you want to know all the reasons and uh, do a deep dive on that, if you would, check back to our special episode on this subject, episode 232. We appreciate that. Your feedback is important to us, and please do keep it coming. We want to make this show valuable, impactful, and have a contribution with it to your life. So let me know what you think we can do to do better. You can reach me by email at scott at fxmissions.com. Today, Josh Barlow. Why should we listen to Josh? Well, he's been in business around 20 years. Those details in the podcast. He's a man of faith. He's followed uh, the Lord through some really good times and through some really lean times. He's a good friend. And I met him some years ago, hit it off with him right away. When you get back to him on the episode, you should ask him about his singing voice. I think he's got perfect pitch, even though he denies it. What happens when God surprises you and you discover he's operating differently than you expected that he would? What role can a spouse play in resilience? Those things are coming up on the podcast. Also, what pushed Josh away from operating in wisdom and how God got him back. All of that and more on today's Leaders Moment. Hi, Josh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, pleasure. I'm happy that you didn't disappoint a friend of a friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then Yuri would have chased me down. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yuri would have said, man, I was waiting on that episode. Yep. Anyway, of course, <laughs> Yuri uh, nosenkos who we're referring to, a friend of Ours and how we know each other. I guess it's been a few years since we met, though. Like, can we count back? I don't know. Maybe. I think it's around Yuri's bachelor party in
1: the mountains where we played poker all night. I think that was was it.
0: (laughs) That was it. And that was maybe 10 years ago. No, probably about that. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, of course, I became familiar with your business through Yuri along that time, maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah, Yuri was working for me. Lot, been on your team at some different levels through the years, but what business are you guys in? We're primarily in the, it's like a custom coding space.
1: We like to get involved with larger organizations that they need software, but they don't know how to create it themselves. And their internal teams are more focused on support of existing software and they have very limited resources to build new stuff. So we'll get involved and determine where their custom software needs are and build stuff for them, whether it's It's typically web technology, Uh web applications, websites, marketing sites, whatever they need. So that's the primary thing that we do that makes money. And then we're also trying to build some of our own applications because we'd like to do our own stuff. But that takes a lot longer to get off the ground. But yeah,
0: that's what we do. Awesome. You know, I don't know a ton about your industry. I don't code. I have a I'm close enough to coding to have a respect for it. I got to say that (laughs) it's a. I guess in evolving industry, always, what are you coding in? I'm coding in JSON or I'm coding uh, in JavaScript. Yeah, That's uh, yeah. a tricky question.
1: So we deal with a bunch of different languages or markup types, typically because we we do stuff online. Then we focus on the web languages. So there's the HTML markup and CSS markup and then JavaScript. And then when we talk to databases, we're in SQL, and when we're dealing with the backend servers, we're in C Sharp or VB.net. Occasionally, we do things in PHP. Uh, we've done stuff in Cold Fusion, but primarily C Sharp uh, for the backend stuff. So there's there's a lot of different markups and a lot of different languages that we're switching back and forth. I'm getting an education
0: here. Uh, oh, thank that's you fun for stuff. That. <laughs> I could you. spend hours talking about the nerd data there. I like the nerddom personally. I'm a next door neighbor nerd of a different kind, of course, but aren't we all these days? But it's really cool to hear a little bit about your business. I remember, you know, I remember your team and, you know, the guys you had working. some of the stuff you guys were working on. Did you get into this business on the website? I think I know that you got into the business developing for websites, but I'm not super sure about that. Like, kind of like where I started when I started years ago? Yeah,
1: yeah. I just wanted my own business. I just had a hankering to. I mean, it's kind of a long story. I can get into it at some point, but I did want to do programming stuff. I did want to deal with stuff more on the web. Mm -hmm. I did put my time and effort and energy into getting some clients and groups that needed that particular particular skill set and and lined up clients enough to feed my family, you know, and get things going. So it was a rough start in the first few years, but you know, built it enough to at least be able to have a lifestyle business. Is kind of what we have right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Did you start out? And, you know, again, I, my limited knowledge, I'll betray my ignorance again and again at this time. But fine. did you start? Like did you, Were you developing front ends for websites or what, what were you doing? Uh, developing them the top all the way down to the bottom. So i
1: I'm okay. kind of a full stack developer. I'll be able to take it from the client's vision all the way to the backside to the data okay. to make sure everything is done in between correctly whether I'm doing it myself
0: or having someone else do a different part of it. Cool. I'm so well-versed in websites that I can get a site going with a WordPress template. There you go. Hey, (laughs) that's impressive. (laughs) It's sad, but hey, you got to focus, right? You don't have unlimited- You can't do it. You can't do everything. Yeah, you can't do everything. You got to be good at something, and that's not what I'm good at. But I'm happy to at least have checked that off on my resume. No, it's respectable. If you if you can get
1: a WordPress site up and get the plugins going and make it look right. I mean, that's it's complicated.
0: I'm going to just say I got it going. That's have I been mean, vetting any uh, excellence I'm going to avoid. But tell us a little bit about the faith aspect of your business. I know for anybody who's been in business more than 5 years, you know, more than 10 years. I guess you guys have been where you be going 10 15 years now. Oh, geezer. We're Eighteen, nineteen, now. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, we're we're getting younger by the day here, it sounds like. We're, we're celebrating 20 this year. Next month, we're celebrating 20 years. So I think as believers in business, we are going to run in. At some point, you run into rough water. You run into unexpected outcomes. You run into unexpected incomes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, can, yeah. There's a lot going on there. And so kind of our core idea uh, for this particular series is to kind of unpack how faith has informed your walk as a business person. That's kind of what we want to get into. You may want to talk about some of the business challenges you've had or or things that have happened, but in those number of years, there have been some things you didn't expect or didn't see coming. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you could pick from the list maybe there, but Just curious as to how faith has informed, generally, your approach to business. And maybe we could dig in from there to one particular example or a few.
1: Yeah, I have positive and negative memories of different situations. Sometimes my faith, I feel really helped as far as I'm a Bible-believing Christian. I, I pray, I ask the Lord for guidance, and I do believe that He speaks and answers. But I've seen varying mileage off of that based on how I grew up and what I learned about the Lord, you'd expect God to operate one way. And then a lot of times the thing about business is it's like the rubber meets the road with business. Yes. You can have all kinds of flowery ideas or about how the way God works and things like that. But then when it comes down to, you got to feed your family yeah, and it's like, well, you know, platitudes don't help. I need to be able to make money here. So it's a very interesting balance. And I've, I have seen what I believe is God come through sometimes that in ways I could not have come through. Things that I believe that I saw him do and get involved, and other times that I didn't see him get involved, and I had to learn very difficult lessons about, in my mind, um, what I say, over idealizing how I expected God to operate with me. So mm. I, I've been on both sides of it. It's, um, it's not always
0: one way, for sure. Yeah, I think as you mentioned there, can you begin in life and in business and not be idealistic? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking about my own self here, you know. So I think I started out fairly, as you're saying, I was idealistic in the way I expected things to happen. Of course, being a believer at a young age and and having some ideas there about that. There's definitely a lot of idealism there. I mean, you got to be a little
1: starry-eyed, rose-colored glasses in order to even start a business, you know. It's like, (laughs) I mean, it's the intentional and willful disregard of the fact that you could completely fall on your face and And fail that you have to be able to grasp and say, Yes, I'm going to go after this and I'm going to be willing to ignore the fact that this all might fail in order to do it. You have to be real about it. And I do credit my wife a lot of times for being very realistic and saying, Well, this might not work, but we're going to, you know, let's do it anyway. And she supported me in it. And that's good because if I didn't have her support, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, flat out.
0: For sure. For sure. Dragging her through the mud. Yeah but she was, she was
1: very, very into it. Her parents had a business
0: as well. So she had positive experiences with it and then that really helped. That I think is a plus. I, I mean, I, I was, like you say, rose-colored, starry-eyed. I think I had a, I mean, we're not un- here unpacking my story, but just to your point, I really had a sense that I've got the talent and resources in terms of energy or whatever. And I, and I think I can get something At least get some traction, you know, and see what happens. That certainly describes my path. Can you tell us about a time when something happened kind of as expected from the faith cycle? You know, like, okay, you feel like you're led. You feel like you understand and hear what you're being told to do. You take those steps, and then the outcome was predictable. I mean, is there something that comes to mind for that? Because I want to go the other way next, you know. Yeah, no, that's fine. On the positive side of things, that's what you're asking for—one of the positive stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was
1: starting the business. I remember um, what ended up happening. I was working in an IT department at a small Christian college, uh, Judson College. I was working there, and the dean had asked me to get a master's degree because he said I'd be a great teacher there. So I'm like, great, cool. I thought about that. Let's go get a master's degree. And so it took me a couple years to go do it because I thought this would be a really cool future business thing. And after I completed the master's degree, I went back to the dean. I'm like, hey, you know, it's done, ready. And he's like, no, there's not enough students in the computer science department to support another person here. You know, we can't bring you on right now. And I'm like, well, I got this master's degree. What the heck am I going to do with it? So I ended up praying and really kind of felt like I I should start a business, but I was very picky about it. I'm like, I really kind of laid out a fleece before the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I want to do this, but I need like six months of work. And I don't know how to advertise for this. I don't know what to do. I really am going to need your help in order to show me if I can step out and do this. And so within, you know, ne- next to next to a few weeks, I started getting people coming to me that had never happened before, offering me projects and jobs. I specifically remember one someone came to me and said, Hey, you know, this one guy wants a website. He's not going to pay any more than $10,000 for this website. I'm like, okay, I don't even know what it is, but. I'll do it for 10 Gs, you know, and that was that was a few months of you know support for me and my very small family at the time. It wouldn't get me through that much time right now, but back then it did. (laughs) Right. Other people heard I was doing this, and they started throwing stuff my way, and it just kind of trickled in. And it was like, wow, this is cool. It just happened. Another thing I had another fleece I laid up, like Lord. I don't really want to quit. I have loyalty issues with my current job. I really feel invested with this college. I care about these people. I have a real hard time quitting. You got to help me with this. My boss calls me into his office one day. He's like, hey, Josh, I can tell you're unhappy. You're now overqualified because you have this master's degree. So why don't you go get another job where I'm going to help you find one? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know, I wasn't depressed. Most people would come out of that meeting like depressed, but I'm like, well, that was one of the things on my prayer list that... Just happened, and you can kind of put together the pieces that that might have happened naturally. But for me, it was a really big sign. Like this is specifically what I had prayed for and asked about. And I ended up starting the business. A few other things just happened that were very unexpected. I ended up picking up a very large, Jesus, it was like a multi-billion-dollar client within seven months. Wow! Just from people that I knew, and and people even asked me like, "How did you get these clients?" And I'm like. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know where they came from. This doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, I don't have quite the same level of charismatic personality that you do, Scott. So I wasn't out there like <laughs> wine and dining and making people feel all comfortable and handing me their wallets just because they liked me. I'm sure that happens to you all the time. All but, um, the time. All the you time. know, for me that I don't have that level of magnetism. And so the <laughs> fact that that would happen to me out of nowhere without me really knowing how to get it was like, wow, okay, God exists. He is real. And he does support me having this business because, you know, he didn't have to do that. And those things didn't have to happen. And there were so many things that lined up that I was like, wow, okay, this, this is what I'm supposed to do.
0: That was the good side. That was good. Sure. And a good start. I think that's important. Yeah. When you're trying to measure your steps in the beginning, you know, everything is an unknown. And to have your first couple of steps, land well like that, it definitely gives you courage for the next few oh, steps. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the next couple of years are pretty hard too. So that experience got me through it. It's like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be here, mm-hmm. but I'm on the floor of my basement office like I have no work to do. And I my attempts to getting more are not working. And so yeah, it it, it got me through a lot. That got me through a lot.
0: Yeah. I think for me, and I think it relates to the story you're telling, my business experience, I I don't know. I've been in five businesses, maybe, at the partner level or founder or whatever. The first three were like crash and burn kind of scenarios, you know, like really a very quick and rapid lesson in what not to do. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, so I've had other businesses Currently, I'm only involved in this one, of course, 20 years, but I've had other businesses that have came and gone during that period while I was doing this business as well. So I've had a variety of experiences. I got to say it's been an education in my walk with the Lord. I feel like I've been put in situations, like you say, rubber meets the road. It's quickly reconciling, right? Business is a rapidly reconciling environment. We're not in a nonprofit here, <laughs> you know. Oh, what I'm no. You know if there is a chance of uh, being sustained or not, really quick. So you have got an honest environment, it's like wrestling. You know, <laughs> it's a uh, very intimate and one-on-one. Is that it, you know, no faking in wrestling, except for the fake kind of wrestling. I'm no, I, I totally get me. what you're saying.
1: I actually had my first degree was in biblical studies, and then I was going to be a teacher. And both of those are kind of nebulous things. Because like a teacher, you, you go to class and you teach ideas, or you're a pastor, you kind of teach ideas. But I mean, I know there's rubber meets the road situations
0: for both of those. But for me, it's like all I have is rubber meets the road. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yep. For me, I think that has been healthy and at times unwelcome, honestly. A lot of times, the sequence isn't what you'd choose you're a lot closer to the edge than you want to be most of the time or a lot of the time. And so that's a real time feedback loop against what you're doing and if it's working and what needs to change. That's a good way of saying it. There is
1: always this instant feedback loop. And a lot of times it goes directly against the amount of money you have in your bank account.
0: (laughs) And I am down to a thousand dollars. Okay, (laughs) man, I've got some, wow, a whole period of my story. You know, I've had a few, I would call them major crisis times in my business. I think the ones I had early on really prepared me for the ones that would come later so that I wasn't so thrown about by them, maybe, what had happened. But I think it's been a thing that has helped me deepen my faith. I want to get you to unpack with us a little bit of a time when maybe expectations were different from outcomes or whatever. Something happened that you... You expected it to go a certain way, and it didn't. And and I think we always, and when we're walking with the Lord, we always get a win or Mm -hmm. we get a lesson. The potential there is always on the plus side, though sometimes it's an unwelcome instrument (laughs) that we're confronted with. Is there something that comes to mind about that side? When did something like that happen, if you will? Oh, yeah. I always, I mean, this sounds dumb, but I get jealous sometimes reading
1: the old testament where they talk about the kings they'll wrap up a king's life and at the end they're like well his problem is that he just didn't trust god enough and he did this it's like nice little bow on it here's his problem done you know we can go to the next king whereas in my life it's like i'll be halfway through something and i'm like i need that writer from the old testament to come into my life right now and say here's the bow here's the problem (laughs) grow up in this area and usually i'm just like i can't figure out where the lesson is here I think that's the biggest problem. Like you're saying right now, you got through those businesses and you learned something, but it's not like the learnings were prepared for you. It's like, here's a mess. Can you figure out why you made the mess? And a lot of times I'm like, I have no clue for a year. I don't know. And that's the instances that I'm talking about now is some of those times where I went through those things and I can come out of it now and look back at it and say, oh, I think I know what it was. But in the middle of it, I was like, I have no clue what I'm doing. And because business has that immediate feedback, it's just like something is constantly hitting a buzzer. Eh, eh, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it. Okay. What is it? You know, I don't know. <laughs> the biggest thing I had was when it was situations when um, we had just come off of just ridiculous plentiful years of just making money hands over fist. And we had really wanted to get into our own software. Uh, wanted to get into our own stuff because we were building so many of these hairspray websites. I could tell you what kind of shampoo you needed depending on your hairstyle. And I didn't care about that stuff. And I just knew all of it. And I'm like, I'm building these (laughs) things I don't care about. I don't like it. I want to build my own stuff. So I kind of turned the business in a hard right and really started going after new stuff. And we let go of a bunch of people that were set up for the old way of doing things and the business financially crashed a lot harder than I was expecting it. I had felt from the Lord that he was going to completely provide and take care of it and everything was going to be fine. And I was going back to when I started the business, like, okay, he's going to do it the same way he did. I'm feeling like he's doing it this way again. And this time it was much more like, yeah, I'm going to take care of you, but you're going to be dragged behind the pickup truck by chain all the time. And I'm like, i was like, You know, you could have you given me that detail before we started out here. Uh, but yeah, I went down to pretty much no income. And I had built up such a ridiculously large pad in the old business structure that we uh-huh. coasted on that for a long time. But I was just pushing into the dream of doing my own software, feeling like the Lord had supported me in it. And I think a ways into it, I realized that I had made some very critical wisdom mistakes. It was like I took what I felt like the Lord was speaking to me and I interpreted it in this overly idealistic way. Like when well, yeah. he did it for me that way, that time. So he's going to do it this way this time. And it's like, well, you know, I could have done more to keep current business going or pull in more business at the same time I was going after these new things. That would have been the wise thing to do. That would have been the thing to do that would make sense in a business culture. But I still had this thing in me where it was like, well, there's this idealistic way that I'm expecting God to operate. Yeah. And I expected it so much that I avoided some very telltale signs that I shouldn't be doing it that Right. There's a desire to see God move and the desire to be recognized for what God's done in your life. And I had all those things come to a head in me and I think push me away from a place of operating in wisdom.
0: Yeah. You know, because
1: I mean, even the reality is when I started my business, we did have some money built up in order to start it. It was on the backside and I knew I was starting with a very low level of needed income. So I was in an ideal spot to do that. So I still had the wisdom, but the second time I went through this, I was ignoring the fact that I had done certain things in wisdom before. And I was just basically literally jumping off a cliff expecting Jesus to catch me with the music flying in the air going (laughs) past my ears. And it was just going to be beautiful. And then when I hit the ground, I'm like going through the last money that I had. I'm like, what the heck did I do? (laughs) Like, what? I really thought it was going to turn out that way. And it was very hard, very hard for me. And so I had to put the dream of having my own software and doing my own stuff to the side while well, I'm like, no, I got to get my money built back. I got to get my income built back up because I can't do anything. And that's the weird thing about it. Like when you focus so heavily on God, you get in this place where you're thinking everything is going to be great and fine and dandy because that's the way a father works. But then it's like, well, but a father also wants his kids to be able to, to live life in wisdom. I mean, the entire book of Proverbs, you don't just rip it out and throw it away. Right. You know, he wouldn't have told you that if he was always going to take care of everything. You didn't have to know anything. It's like, no, you have to understand how the seasons work. You have to understand, if you're a farmer, you have to understand how the crops work. You have to understand how to plant it properly. And God's not going to rush in there and save your crop if you didn't water it properly, if you didn't plant it right. And that's the point of a lot of the teachings that he had. And I was disregarding those. So I learned a very fun and hard lesson that God's not there to cover up your mistakes there was a comedian that I heard that was always funny. He said, why do we always bless our food before we eat junk food? He's like, what? What? I don't understand that. Why are we doing that? Like, God, (laughs) turn this Cheeto into broccoli on the way down my throat, but just (laughs) bless it for me. You know, it's just like, it doesn't make any sense You eat better. You know what I mean? Like you got to use wisdom about things. You can't just pray to cover up your own mistakes. And that's the lesson that I learned. Yeah. And in the middle of it, I was blaming it on God a lot like, God, the ground's getting closer. My bank account's getting lower. I don't have money here. You're supposed to come in and save me here and you're not. And it was a fun experience. I was like, oh, I caused this,
0: (laughs) you know? Yeah. Wow. It's a lesson in humility, I think, for the upside and also for the down, right? Humility, I mean, if we take it in an ultra classic view, It means we could interpret that as saying everything's God's will, but humility in this sense meant that your inputs had a consequence, Mm -hmm. not just that everything's ultimately leaning over on God and it's going to go that way, whatever you do, but your inputs had an outcome and, you know, the collaboration, I think the Lord's teaching us how to work together with him, which includes wisdom, discernment, timing, all those kinds of things. I think it's really important for us to realize that we're not going to overcome the laws that are put in place, the law of seed time and harvest, and some others of the kind. But there's things that we do that create the outcomes. And that's what we're learning. Not that we don't depend on God. I think that's the other side, right? We go too far. We just forsake our dependence on God and we focus on the you know, the celestial slot machine. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting in several quarters and, you know, I'm going to make so many pulls. God is, I think, a lot of people from a faith point of view, they approach God as programmatic. You know what I mean? It's just (laughs) like, we got to be careful not to take that approach. He's a relational being. (laughs) You know, there's something live and active going on there. And we're learning. We're learning how. To collaborate with him. So thank you for sharing that. That's a lot of transparency there. And I, I really appreciate your being willing to say that. So in some ways we're all still in the process, right? But some of those processes you've gotten through and you learned the lesson maybe not as immediately as you'd hoped. But mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think? I think that's the hardest part. The old
1: testament teachers, you know, they could they could tell you what the guy's problem was in a nice little bow, but in the middle of it you don't know why you're there. That's the hardest part for me is I'm able to share with you what lesson I think I learned through it, but it took me months to years to figure it out. And yeah, it's extremely not fun. It's really, really unpleasant. You know, it's it's the unpleasant level. You're like questioning, well, did I make up this God thing? I mean, well, but I've had experiences that showed me that he did things, but yeah. I had a very clear expectation that was violated. And I got to figure out what to do with that expectation. And it is hard. You know, there's no clear answer and you have to just
0: go through it. So it's, it's fun. It's really, really fun. Man. Yeah, fun, especially when it's over. <laughs> That's better. I mean, I've got this phrase I like to use. Time flies when you're not in pain. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, can time slow down? Man. Woo. That's exactly right.
1: When you're in that pain, you're like, wow, I am still here. And it's been 20
0: minutes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 20 whole minutes. I mean, and the next 20 is almost you can't imagine going another 20 in oh, that kind of thing. I know.
1: I know. Like, that is such an odd experience to me. Yeah. Like this last weekend just flew by. And it's like, it's over. Now it's like,
0: oh. <laughs> Four days I'm, later on a holiday weekend. I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know, I just got done with a holiday weekend. And now I have to work again.
0: Yeah, here it is in front of us. Well, it's cool for you to share that with us. I really appreciate it. I do think we have to be honest about the things that happened as expected. And we have to be honest about the ones that didn't happen like we wanted them to or expected, and I think that's part of the maturing process, and it also helps people who are in the lead up to those experiences. God is faithful. Sometimes we interpret what He says in a way that gives our own flair to it, right? We could say, okay, we feel led in this way, so we start attaching a grouping of expectations onto what we sense that may be a a hyperextension. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've done that myself and many times. I would have to say, yeah, I'm confident God is faithful, but I also think that we are learning about his faithfulness and also how to cooperate with him in the process. Yeah, I just feel like I'm a little old to be maturing. It's like, come on, man, I should have (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, me too. And agreed and concur. I can relate directly i should be writing books not not reading them by now but nope yeah in time in time for sure once you get that huge pad built up on the second go round, you'll hey, be in you a position down. to take some time off in the mountains with a quiet creek flowing there you go oh, that sounds nice and just just pinning your your memoirs oh, uh, wow. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a pretty specific dream right there <laughs> hey man maybe one i could personally relate to, I am hopeful for. Man, I thank you so much, Barlow, for your time. Before we go, a couple of things. Obviously, I mean, you're not doing this for business promotion, but I would love to, if people want to get in touch with you or find out more or be led to a resource or anything like that or not, you know, I'd like to give you that opportunity. And one final call for anything else that you'd like to mention about faith business, and that arc, if you will. All right. Well, let me I'm gonna do it in
1: rap form. Okay. Yes. Think. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. My, I make my kids cringe every time I say that. They think it's <laughs> terrible. I do Ooh, it, to I them it when I drop them off at school. Um, I do some dad jokes of the kind. Myself. There you go. As, if, still, you're, if you're embarrassing your kids, I think you must be a good dad in some way. Yeah, you are. Yes. As far as the business goes, the business is at techmuscle.com. It shows the type of stuff that we've done. We are always looking for clients. And it's always an enjoyable thing to ramp up a new client, understand what their needs are, and see if we can take care of them. And and if we can't take care of them, usually we're just like, well, we think this company over here would be better because we don't take someone on unless we feel like it's going to be a a really good relationship for both parties. We've turned on quite a few that way. Yeah. It's just the way to do business, honestly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And as far as overall business thoughts, I think just because of where I am, I do believe that You have to always be careful of over idealizing things. It's kind of an intoxicating feeling that as a Christian, it's like, I know the creator of the universe and man, can the dominoes fall a weird place logically. If you take that too far, I know the creator of the universe. So obviously I'm going to be a bazillionaire because uh-huh. my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You know, I've been around Christians who who honestly believe that and just take their idealism to a very unhealthy and illogical perspective. And, but then they just stay in dreamland and they don't actually go yeah. out there and they don't deal with the difficulty of life and they don't deal with the difficulty of, I have to have that quick feedback loop. And I guess I want to say, you know, if you are a Christian and you are in business, I think it's great that you're doing that because you're You're wrestling with these two sides of things. You're wrestling with the fact that God is the creator. He takes care of you. And yet you can still fall and skin your knee and you will have to deal with the consequences and you get to wrestle with, how do I put these two things together? It is difficult, but I feel like it is very rewarding. And in my experience, I do feel like God is real and he does come and he does help you through things and in a very experiential and real way. And I don't ever want to construe that me talking about feeling like God dropped me was the reality of what actually happened. I really do feel like he never really did drop me because even in the the time when I just about hit the ground, things twisted around. I ended up getting money in a weird way that I didn't even expect. And I feel like he was kind of like, okay, you quote unquote hit the ground, let's start back over again. And I feel like he did kind of pick me back up and help me forward after I learned a lesson that wasn't fatal. And so in some ways, I feel like God is harsher than we would think because he's not up to date with our teddy bear viewpoints of him. He does let (laughs) us hit the ground. (laughs) But at the same time, he is a good father and he knows what we need. Yes. 20 years ago, he did deal with me with more kid gloves. And now he will let me take the punches and I'm growing. Yes. So that's the reality in my mind of of being
0: a Christian business owner. He will let you take the punches when you're ready for it. Agreed. Very well characterized. Thank you for saying so. And that's helpful, encouraging. And I'm going to get me some headgear out of the closet and put it on right now so I can absorb some more of the punches. Thanks again. Techmuscle.com. That's got some of your projects and stuff out there. Folks can get a look. I appreciate very much you being on blessings to you and your family, your continued efforts and your incremental wisdom accumulation as it goes forward. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Blessings to you. And we'll backlink to uh, your site and that. And, We'll, we'll get some stuff out about this episode. Really appreciate you being here. Blessings to you. Let's stay in touch. Thank you, Scott. All right. Thanks, Barlow. I am Scott McClellan for FX Missions Podcasting. If you'd like to contact me or us, please do so at fxmissions.com. We want to say thanks to Josh Barlow for sharing his story. And you can find him at techmuscle.com. Really appreciate that brother and everything that he stands for and his walk of faith in the business community. Have you ever wondered about the interplay between skills and attitude in success? We're going to talk about that next time as Felipe Simoes shares about his barbershop in southern Brazil. It's a place also not only where people get styled to perfection, but where they receive ministry as well. If you haven't already, follow the podcast at leadersmoment.org slash follow. Thanks so much for being here. Let us know if you had a light bulb moment today. Send a message to us at info at Thanks again.